stay ahead of the curve. Early edition with Kate Hawksby and Two Degrees fighting for fair for Kiwi business. News Talk ZB. 14 past five. Well, this might make you feel old. Uh, today's date marks 25 years since Princess Diana's death, and we all remember where we were that day when we heard the news of the car accident in Paris. So 25 years on, what does the response to her death tell us about the power of a crowd. Well, Dr Susan Waddell is a Senior Lecturer in Social Anthropology at Otago Uni, and she joins us now. Morning to you. Good morning, Kate. How are you? I'm good. We all remember, you know, when the news came out, there was this huge public response. I mean, millions went into mourning for someone they'd never met. Why did we do that? Well, it's a prime example of a phenomenon that we call spontaneous memorialization. So what's really interesting is that a lot of mourning rituals are kind of prescribed by different institutions. But in the case of Princess Diana, it was just a mass popular response where the public kind of improvised their response really and made these incredible pilgrimages to um, the palaces to lay flowers, but also to different shrines they kind of made all around the world. So it's memorable for its scale, but also because of some of the political significance at the time. Yeah, there was big division between crowd v crown in terms of the royals. Um, You know, do you think this shows and tells us how important it is for government and state to be in touch with the mood of the people? Because there really was a big disparity there, wasn't there? There was, because the Queen really refused to um, to uh, follow what the public was asking in terms of returning from Scotland, where she was at the time, and um, kind of leading the nation in their grief. Um, and that kind of cold formality of the monarchy really came through in contrast to Diana's life herself, where she'd been quite warm and vulnerable in the media, but her lack of acknowledgement seemed to just fuel the public's response and um, it's fascinating the way that mourning can be so much more than just about grief that it can be about kind of stating the way you want the world to be so it did represent this kind of struggle. I don't think that would be the case now do you the, the modernization of the monarchy Kate and Wills I also think with the prevalence of social media the public response could have been vastly different now could it? Yeah, I think it would be looking quite different, perhaps even bigger in scale in terms of social media enabling even more people to kind of coordinate a response en masse if they decide to. But you're right that 25 years later, it is a different version of the monarchy that we're looking at now. So it probably still would have been a moment where people were kind of reflecting on not just Diana's life, but you know, what the monarchy means to them. Um, but there are different things they might have been reflecting on now than, than at the time. Yeah, and we sort of idealised Diana to a degree, didn't we? Very much so. I yeah, think. there was so much in the media that was um, a very idealised image of her all throughout her life and right up to the end. So that was kind of, um, it came out after her death. And the media was accused of kind of hyping people up and creating this popular response in lots of ways. But mm. I don't think we can take it totally down to the media, um, although that, of course, plays a role. Yeah, very much so. Susan, thank you for being with us this morning. Dr Susan Wardle, who is a senior lecturer in social anthropology at Otago Uni.